Welcome to It's a Shame. We're happy you're with us. Yes. We are coming to you from a Monday post work. Mm-hmm. So we have to get our energy up still. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like, I mean, I was going to say it's hot in San Diego, but it's like 79. So I know, I know that's not hot, but... Most places are like burning up right now. Yeah, I know. Um... So yeah, hi, welcome. How have you been? How have I been? How have you? How have you been? How, how are the proverbial <laughs> you? You all? How have you all been? How but, are all the people out there? Yeah, let us know. But you specifically sitting across from me. Oh, how are you, Miss oh, Lily? Well, if you can tell by my not understanding the question, <laughs> that's pretty much how I am. I spent the weekend camping, and it was like real, real hot out there, and so I'm kind of in like fried mode. Yeah, do you have fun? Yeah, it was super fun. It was um, a mixture of camping and casinoing because turns out when you camp in East County, San Diego in August, it might be too hot to stay outside for a whole day. So you camp Cino. Yeah, we camp Cino'd. Mm-hmm. That sounds really fun. It was fun. Yeah, we went to the casino about, uh, I don't know, maybe noon or one when it started to get like super mm-hmm. hot in the day and we were just like, I don't think I'm going to make it. We got to drive like- home. Air conditioning? Yeah, yeah. So we had lunch there and air conditioning and people lost and won some money. Nice. Yeah, but the thing was, I was just like, whoa, this is like a lifestyle. Like, Oh, yeah. There were so many people out there that like the parking structure was packed and like the floors were packed and just like playing slots and it's smoking crazy. indoors. And I was Every just time like, I go to the casino, lot. I'm like, this is a lifestyle for mm-hmm. some people. You know what I mean? They're treating it almost like a nine to five. Like, oh yeah, this is like a way of life. And yeah. I'm fascinated by it. It's so fascinating. Depressed by it. The zombies are what scare me. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Super slot zombies. Yes. It's just this like, like ding, mindlessly ding, ding, ding. like pouring money into the slot and mm-hmm. like their mm-hmm. eyes are kind of glazed over and mm-hmm. you're like, oh There's a lot yeah. of punching lot of hunching. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you see like addiction in action, yeah. that's jarring. Yeah, definitely. Not yeah. not not the best of times. No. <laughs> but while I was camping, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. I tried to do some reading and um that was semi successful. Hmm. I'm reading a book about anxiety right now. Hmm. Transforming anxiety is the name of it. Um I forget the author. But um, they use something called the heart method, and it's built on the idea that the root of most anxiety is just repressed emotion, and I'm fascinated by that idea. That is very fascinating. So I've been really into the book, and Mm -hmm. um, I struggle with anxiety, so and so do a lot of my clients, and so it's something not only that I need to work on, but that I need to build my tool set for you know, their benefit as well. So it's been a really, it's been an interesting read because it's Hmm. been helpful for me, but it's also really applicable and I like the theory behind it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I need to read stuff like that more because also suffer from anxiety, but I'm always just kind of like use my random coping mechanisms and sometimes (laughs) I forget what they are and like I'm better at doing them than others yeah like just having a wider understanding of it in general I think would be so helpful totally and it's like the book um like I did an exercise where you have to like because there's this whole concept of like caring versus over caring Hmm. and identifying versus over identifying and kind of like when you cross into that anxiety territory. Hmm. And so there's this exercise where it's like you make a list of the things you care about and then you put the scale to which you care about them and you talk about whether or not the care is essentially uh, serving you or taking away, whether Hmm. it's giving you energy or it's taking energy. Hmm. And it is such a fascinating activity. Like, I, I think it's taken me way longer than it should just because I'm like, what do I care about? And yeah. I started like having to think about my life in terms of like my brain being like a pie grid for like how much of my thought is taken up by work or, you know, my partner, the dogs. Like, mm. yeah, it's just. So, um, yes, yeah, so that's what I did. I read about anxiety, <laughs> okay. good. Um, which didn't produce anxiety, which was good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so no, it was a pretty good weekend overall. Um, yeah. So now I'm back in the, back in the grind and here we are. Yes, here we are. It's 
Interesting when you do something like kind of out of the ordinary on your weekend and then you come back to reality, it's like even more jarring to like Mm -hmm. be in the office suddenly on Monday and you're like, I was just sleeping on the ground for like two days and now I'm back at my desk. Yeah. Just like grinding away. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not like a nature camping. Well, I shouldn't say that because I've only been camping as a kid. So as an adult, I really don't know. Mm. But, um, But that would seem like intensely jarring actually because it's like you're in such a different modality. I mean, you're like out in nature. <laughs> well, I mean, sort of nature. There were there were bathrooms and a lot of other I was just going to ask if you had to like squat and pee at any no. point in the woods. No, it was like lots of different like plots like right next to each other's and it, like every plot was full. So mm-hmm. you had camping neighbors. It was like a little camping subdivision Cute. with like a shared bathroom. It was really well kept, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is not that bad. But I haven't slept in a tent in many years. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. It's fun being in a tent. Totally. I don't know. Like you wake up hot as balls, but before that, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking that we should camp in my backyard at some point. That would be fun. Yeah. We need yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. So today's topic is the kind of the opposite of camping, though I guess you could parlay it into talking about camping. Well, yes, you can, and I will in a second when you announce it. (laughs) You can do the honors. Oh, okay. So today we're going to talk about shopping shame. Shop shame. Shop shame. So, uh, yeah, and the way that I'm going to relate that to camping, not in a shame way, just probably in a shopping over-exhaustion way, is that Stephanie, my wife... She was preparing us for camping and had to get things like a tarp and a blow-up mattress mm-hmm. and whatever. You need lots of things. She had to go to like 48 different stores because one store would have one thing and like be out of another and she was getting so frustrated. And then like, you know, when it's all said and done, she's like, camping is expensive. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, it really can be when you have to like... I Buy mean, the she, gear. Luckily, she had a tent and stuff. So yeah. it wasn't like we're starting from scratch, but it's like... You still need stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then running around trying to get it all hmm Because you good. want your creature comforts. Oh, it's amazing how much shit you need when you go camping. Yeah. Because you're, like, taking a little house with you. And yes. And, like, you need a bunch somebody of Somebody was mentioning to me that, um, is in our friend group that went camping, somebody was saying something about having, like, a little air conditioner in your, um, oh. tent. And, like, that yeah, that's an option that. now. And I'm like, say what? <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's camping not camping. Is, it's getting fancy. Like, uh, sorry, we can start talking about shame in a second. <laughs> so one of uh, the people we were with brought misters. Mm. And so, because like each campsite had its own like uh, hose spigot thing. Oh, cool. And so you could just like hook the hose up to it. And then we just like hung the misters around like the little pop-up. Oh, thing. that's nice. It made such a huge difference in terms of like tolerance for being mm-hmm. outside. So, yeah. Like you cool off so much faster when you're a little bit wet. Yeah, just exactly. A damp. You can feel the breeze. Yeah, breeze is blowing some cold water on your face. Yeah, so camping's getting fancy. Yeah, and expensive. And expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, like, keep up with the Joneses in the campsite next so door. So glamping, yeah, right? Yeah. So essentially we're getting into glamping uh-huh. territory. Uh-huh. Like, where do you draw the line? Um, so, yes, while we're talking about glamping and American consumption, and <laughs> let's talk about shop shame. Yeah. So the idea of shopping shame is kind of... Um, really kind of multi-layered for Lily and I. We kind of started talking about this topic the other night and um, I kind of threw it out there because I'd had like a shopping experience that it's always, it always goes back to my, to my body. Like Mm. it's always, you know, so I was, we started talking about it and then you brought up a different layer and suddenly we were like in a kaleidoscope of shop shame. So, um, so yeah, then I'll, I'll just start there. I, um, I just, anytime I go shopping, I, I'm immediately triggered. I get stressed out just by shopping because growing up shopping was like, you go straight to the clearance rack. Mm -hmm. It was like, you don't go in the store. It wasn't until I like met and married my husband who did not shop the way that I shopped Mm -hmm. that I learned that you can look at things in the front of the store that are like full price. Yeah, you can look at full price items. Mm -hmm. And I think it was probably just because I finally financially had the wherewithal. And I'm talking like the gap here. You know what I mean? I'm not like walking into Bloomingdale's and being like, the Escada, please. You know what I mean? Like I, it was, it's more of a like 
So I would go straight to the clearance. And so I would purposefully try not to like look at the stuff in the front of the store. Like, oh, eventually that's going to be on sale mm -hmm. and da, da, da. So there's like a kind of like a, a shame thing there because it was like, I can't afford these things. This costs too much. So I would go to the clearance items and spending money would make me nervous. And you know, the, the story that I keep going back to in my mind is when I was engaged, my in-laws very graciously were throwing us an engagement party and I spent $125 on a really cute and sweet little white spaghetti strap dress to wear to the party. It was mm -hmm. in June. I had a panic attack. Yeah. Like a full-on panic attack. I had never spent that much money yeah. on an item of clothing yeah. ever in my life. Yeah. And I was like, I cried on the escalator and like, it was like a whole thing. And Jamie, my husband, I, I don't think fully understood it because it wasn't something that he had ever experienced, yeah. you know? And I was like... And probably comparatively, I mean, like that doesn't seem like a lot of money necessarily to some people. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is, but some people wouldn't really... Bad it's not I. like you spent like $1,500 on your dress. You yeah. Know, like. And at the time, I mean, I think it just, it's that price point is a testament to my income, yeah. kind of my socioeconomic background. And I, you know, had just finished grad school and had just started working and kind of getting paid. And mm. um, yeah, it was, it was just a really crazy place to be. But I remember crying and feeling like weird because my husband didn't know what was wrong. He like, he understood it, but he couldn't understand like why I was so stressed out about it. Yeah. And there was so much guilt about like, why would I spend this much money on this dress when I know I could find probably an equally fine dress for a quarter of the price. And like, I'm hasty. Yeah. I shouldn't have bought this. I felt undeserving yeah. of something that cost that much money. The party suddenly seemed frivolous. You know, it started to really spiral. Mm -hmm. Growing up, not having a lot of money and not really being a shopper in general. Like I don't, I've always been like buy my clothes at thrift stores and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. never, never spend full price on anything. Right. Like never. I mean, like even like you're saying like go to the clearance rack, but that's even at like a Nordstrom rack. You oh know, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, I, like shopping at department stores is like, I still don't do it really. Yeah. I mean, like trying to stop shopping a lot of fast fashion. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to get more mindful about that. And that probably means like a return to thrift store life for me, which I'm not mad at. You yeah. Know, like it's just more time is, consuming. You just have to dig and it's harder to buy things online and have sort of like that immediate, like, oh, I just need like a pair of pants that fit me. Like, yeah. you know. It's, it's harder in that way. But at the same time, like, I can't afford non-fast fashion. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's super hard to avoid fast fashion, yeah. too, because that's what everything is. Yeah. And then you find yourself, if you don't like what's in style and kind of like what's on trend, you're just kind of fucked. Mm -hmm. Like that, the cold shoulder thing yeah. that's happening. Not it's just thing. not for me. It's not for me either. Yeah. You know, I think I had like a, a several cold shoulder numbers in like junior high, yeah. maybe, or early high school. I think probably junior high. And I think I'm just burned out on it. So every time I see it, I equate it with like this dress in my mind's eye that I wore in eighth grade. Mm. So I can't do it. But yeah, certain trends like that kind of come in and they're everywhere and they dominate. And like, mm. if you don't like it, um, well, I don't really, that's the thing too. I've never really gone with trends just because of that reason. Like I couldn't afford it. Like, and oh, yeah. I, and then like soon that would be out of trends. So I then would have to replace it with something that was in fashion, you know, cause it was like moving pretty quickly. So yeah. it was like, sometimes I would get things that were like, I remember like early two thousands when everybody was wearing like body glitter and like oh yeah all of that stuff butterfly clips yeah like having to find shirts that would expose your chest enough so that you could put body glitter all over it <laughs> and like I remember doing that but again it was always like cheap stuff but yeah so like going back to what you're saying about like feeling extravagant and stuff I have had this several times where like I've bought a piece of like clothing or something for my house and I have been like that was a little outside of my budget and uh -huh. I will just get like intensely freaked out about it to the point buyer's where, remorse yeah but then to the point where I'm like something is gonna happen to this like something bad is oh, gonna happen yeah. to this and then like the few times that that has happened like my cat has broken like a 
really nice thing that I bought for like, you know, my shelf or whatever, uh-huh. or like, I remember a pair of boots that I bought that I really couldn't afford, but I just love, love, loved them. They mm. were these brown, beautiful boots and they got ruined. And then thinking, yeah, I couldn't afford that. So like, I deserve this. Like I should never have bought this. Yes. So like, Car- it, I, it's, like it's not supposed karma. to belong to me because yeah. like, I can't actually afford it. Oh, which is like so sad, but like, it's so understandable and identifiable like almost like if something that you spend money on like you're not deserving of it Mm -hmm. and therefore like it's up to the universe to To destroy it it and to remind you like don't try to live above your given position in life yeah and also like you know especially when it comes to clothes or like buying things to like you know, because you can tell when a piece of clothing is nice or made and it's 100%. a little bit more expensive and it just like makes you feel good. So if you go for something that is like really quality, even though you're like hoping to have it forever, yeah, you know, like it can just be really, you can start to feel like because of the dollar signs on it, like that you're more vain yeah. or that like you're giving yourself too much. But it becomes like, you know, I'm just, I'm reminded of the Hannah Gadsby line, like don't go on a diet, get a tailor. You know what I mean? Like there's this idea though that like when you get a little bit older and you start to kind of want that quality and you know even you look put together yeah like you're not trying to be a kid shopping at forever 21 forever yeah can we also talk about speaking about looking put together never do i feel more like i just need like queer eye to show up at tj maxx than when i'm shopping i feel like i see myself in the mirror and not even france where are you not even not even in the mirror of the dressing room we'll get to that yeah i mean just like in the mirror walking around the store mm-hmm. because I don't know in your mind's eye like you have to be in a certain mind space to be shopping right yes. the idea is I need things I'm putting things in the basket that I'm like having hopeful scenarios about and I'm mm-hmm. like oh where will I be able to and then I'll like sometimes catch a glimpse of myself and I'm just like get it together like have you ever gone shoe shopping and you are in desperate need of a pedicure or your feet are just looking wicked haggard and suddenly like you are trying on a shoe and you look down at your own foot and you're just like (laughs) my foot is not deserving of a shoe that's beautiful um no (laughs) only because like my feet are always looking kind of rough because I don't get pedicures because I don't like people touching my feet and I don't do nail polish or anything so like it's just kind of how I live yeah um and most of the time I don't buy shoes that I don't have socks on because I only really wear like closed Closed toe shoes so that particular instance no but I've definitely had moments where I'm shopping and just like like my hair's looking rough and I'm like trying on something that like I would normally like have like nice makeup on and like my hair done for and you're just like what are you like you can't wear this you're just trying to get by in life that's what you are like yeah. That's, yeah and so I feel like when I'm in stores I have the most kind of like oh I need improvements mm. but yeah those those the mirrors in general when you're shopping are never kind the They're mirrors not in the kind. store the lighting again, is terrible in every store well when you're out in the store again you're there to shop for something so the mindset is I need things mm. right so you're coming from a place of what I have is not enough or I need to supplement what I have Yeah. for me. And that's how I feel. And so then when I'm in there and I'm like accumulating things rather than being hopeful about the future and all these cute items I may be able to wear, it suddenly becomes like a, a, a like an experience where I'm almost kind of like trying to project a future image of myself, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. No, totally. So then it becomes a like, is this me? Well, yeah, that's how we end up with stuff that we are never going to wear because that's when you're doing that thing where you're just like, I would love to, like, not have this aspect of my personality. Like, I would love to be the kind of person who felt really comfortable in statement necklaces, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you buy a bunch of statement necklaces and then you, like, get them home and you're like... Wishful shopping? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of steaming necklaces in my uh, closet right now that I'm never going to wear except in like costume scenarios probably because I'm just not there yet in my life. Hopefully, hopefully in my older age. Um, You're going to come into these statement necklaces. You're just going to bust these out. Yeah. I'm going to be Lily Tomlin all over the place. Oh, I'm I'm looking very (laughs) forward to that very much. But yeah, like I used to same thing, like to like shop for the life you have, right? Yeah. And then I remember when I was in college, I would at thrift stores find all of these 
fabulous party dresses. Mm -hmm. And I would always buy party dresses. And I was busted broke, but I was living in New Orleans. So like that just meant I was young enough and confident enough and coming of age in the era where it was kind of cool to wear a ratty 50s vintage party dress that you covered the big hole up in the back like (laughs) with a belt that you made from a ribbon or a sash or what you know what I mean like and I could lean into that but then I started my life started to change and suddenly I'm like why do I have 500 60s party dresses yeah I mean you saw when I moved how many of those I had to get rid of because that's what I wore in college too because first of all I could find them for really cheap and secondly it was like more like fashion-y than just like the cheap shit I could get at like Kmart or whatever totally you know it was like it still was like fashion um to some extent I mean I definitely stood out like a sore thumb thumb like a thrum (laughs) thrum like thrombosis (laughs) yes Uh, but like sitting in a lecture hall with like everybody else in like uggs and sweatshirts and i'm just sitting here in this party dress from a vintage store so much to the point where a professor actually asked me once if like i had an interesting after school job and that's why i dressed that And I was like, no, this is just how I dress. I had a professor one time. I was into this thing. I saw a photo of Sofia Coppola in a magazine, and she was wearing, like, slacks and a button-up and a tie Mm -hmm. and Converse with the sleeves rolled up. So I I thrift store replicated Mm -hmm. that. And I remember feeling myself so hard. And then I walk into this set design class in Ruston, Louisiana, at Louisiana Tech, and my professor was like, Miss Nelson, thank you for dressing up. Is that a wins or not? And I just remember getting attention for it and having this kind of, because I was stoned. Like I remember having this like stoned existential moment of, am I that girl that wants attention? (laughs) Like, why am I dressing? I'm the girl with the quirk. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's calling me out on it. And I felt so seen, but also so like, oh God, I'm that girl, you know? Yeah. That I haven't I don't know that I've worn a tie since that day. <laughs> Which is a shame because it's a fun look. Yeah, no, it is a fun look. I, I'm super into that look and I'm glad that it comes back every once in a while. Like, like the know. Annie Hall thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and I think that there were like nineties moments where women were doing that too, right? Twenties for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think like the cultural reference point is in me, in my mind, Annie Hall. For sure. Uh, I love that we were like going to talk about shame and like, and it's, and <laughs> no, like we're just this talking about shopping. shopping. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, no, but I mean, that can kind of go along though with like what we were talking about earlier, where just like the sense of worth, I think, is what shopping is really tied to, like your mm-hmm. own sense of worth and like. Like, I always get, like, super, super uncomfortable at, like, makeup counters because, like, you know, you just want, like, one little thing and they're trying to upsell you on everything and they're so judgy when you don't buy, like, $400 worth of makeup and then you're the poor person at the makeup (laughs) counter, you know? You're, like, speaking Swahili to me because (laughs) I can count on one hand, one hand, the amount of times I've ever been to a makeup counter. Well, I didn't know how not to go to them because I didn't. I, there weren't stores like Ulta at the time. I didn't know what Sephora was. I'm like, the only like shopping that I knew of was like at the mall. Yeah. And so there weren't like places except for like the drugstore. But even then I didn't really know what to buy. Like I needed original help. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. But Did your mom wear makeup? Yeah. Yeah. And she would take me to Clinique. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, that was her jam. So you had a makeup person, like, in your life. See, oh, I, my yeah. Mother, my mom and my sister. My mother, my sister did, but she was, like, seven years younger. So, ugh, if only she'd been older, mm. then I would have really had some solid. Because, I mean, she, god damn, she's great at makeup. But, like, my mom just never really wore it. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time after the divorce, she went to um, Prescriptives. It was, like, oh, natural, kind of. But anyway, she went to Prescriptives and bought, like, several hundred dollars worth of makeup and mm. I just remember it was like such a big deal <laughs> and like she never wore it yeah like, she never wore it she's just having one of those days yeah so I mean I've been to makeup counters where I would say probably three out of the maybe five times I've done it it was because I was in a wedding mm-hmm. and it was cheaper to go buy Chanel lip stain for the wedding and have Chanel do my makeup right, right, than right. it was to hire someone like the rest of the girls were doing totally same thing with like prom. Like girls yeah. would go get their makeup done. But then I, even when they do your makeup at the makeup counter, they try to upsell you on everything that they put oh, on 100%. your face. And if you don't buy it all, they're just like. Ugh. 
I know. And then you feel bad because you've like wasted their time. But I'm like, well, I straight up asked you what's the love. And I'm that person. I'm like, what do I have to spend to get my makeup done? Yeah. But I was also like a kid. Well, that's not true. The last time I did it, I was probably in my early 30s. (laughs) Yeah. But there's just that feeling where like, I mean, and these are women who are working at a makeup counter. It's not like they're rolling in Mm -mm. money either. So you're like, why are you so afraid to be like judged by them for not like dropping tons of money and you're like I'm sorry that I can't give you a bigger commission like I only really need some mascara and that's like all I can afford this month or whatever yeah but then just like being in nice stores in general I very rarely go into department stores I will not set foot in a designer store well I go into All Saints sometimes but that's only because the music is nice and it's a nice respite from the rest of the mall but I would never walk into any of like a Versace or Prada or anything. Never. Because I would be too afraid to have a pretty woman moment without the like payoff at the end. Of it. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, 100%. Oh my God. Like, like they can sniff out poor. Yeah. We, so two things. First of all, um, I have never been one of those people. We have a friend um, who one time said to us, I don't know if you remember this, but this is very much of her personality. She went to the All Saints store for the first time and she was like, it just made me want to have two greyhounds. And like, I've never been that person. At first I thought you meant the drink, but you meant dogs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I always need two greyhounds before I'm going to... Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, she she made her want to be that. Like, Uh, I don't ever have that. That super aspirational. Yeah, no, I don't have that at all. I don't either. It's just the... um... And if I try to, I get immediate, like... Southern trailer park. Like, who do you the, think you are? Yeah and, yeah, and thank God for it because it's a little bit like calm down. Yeah. You know oh. what I mean? Cat, stop. stop. Fiona keeps walking by the microphone. So. She's trying to have her moment. She is definitely trying to get in on this. I she's think. calico and she's really got a beautiful coat. And I think this is her moment of being like, look at me. Yeah, you. Because, I could go into Versace just fine. Yeah, she's like, uh, you two could not cut it in All Saints, <laughs> but I could walk in there with this coat and, yeah. Hey. You know, I had a boyfriend one time. We we took like a cross country trip and um, we were in this in the middle of nowhere at some like little curio shop in Texas and like and I remember there was this woman handling the wares and it was like the cheapest most like I mean she was holding them and interacting with them like she was like a QVC spokesperson and we're talking about like cheap faux leather it was like a roadside middle of nowhere New Mexico fucking dream catchers that were like falling apart and shit so one time when I had to get something somewhere at a department store I remember thinking about trying to pretend in my mind's eye that these people were just like that woman Uh and they were like handling it in the same matter and that it was all just kind of curio anyway and it's all just kind of crap and it's all just (laughs) shit that we're going to accumulate. There are just more things. I mean, it is kind of true. (laughs) But I mean, I wasn't cured of it during that same trip. I remember wanting to like try on certain shoes, but just feeling like I wasn't even deserving. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the hardest part too, because then when you go shopping and you're trying things on, not only are you thinking about like your worth monetarily, but then you start to really hone in on your body and then everything just like piles up to where you're just like, I'm literally worthless. Yeah. And my body is a pile of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that Let's does not about, look good in clothing. Let's talk about the events that get you to that moment. Yeah. Which is, by the way, I, I feel like what you just said is what when they say how things go. Oh, when you get out of the dressing room, I should be like, I feel worthless and my body's a pile of garbage. <laughs> but thank you for fucking asking. Also, and I would love to be honest with them. I would yeah. love to just have that moment where like I'm leaving and they go, how'd that work out for you? And it's like, well, I've clearly put on some fucking pounds. <laughs> also, Calvin Klein needs to fucking check his sizing because it's yeah. out of control. Yeah. You know, and like really deliver a monologue. They don't want to know. They, they don't. They don't. They just want you to go, you know what I think of it? Only those two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, but because you're the kind of bitch who walks in and leaves with all six. <laughs> yeah. You know, it becomes like this weird thing. You get competitive. You get guarded about your body and but you've also just spent x amount of minutes 
under Satan's lighting oh in my God. front of a mirror. In front of a funhouse mirror. Totally. <laughs> oh, and God forbid it's one of those three ways. Uh, no, and then I'm no, just no, no. like, uh, and it's a, I'm grateful for them because I'm just like, well, I guess I should know what I look like. I should know that I have cellulite on my upper armpit. Yeah, on my forehead in <laughs> yeah. this light. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and that light, like all of a sudden, I remember one time like looking down and, and like seeing every fucking vein in my arm mm. and just being like, oh God, mm. like am I the living dead? And like, or like every pore on your face and yeah. you're like, can I try on a mask? Did, yeah. Why didn't I pick up a mask? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to only wear sunglasses from now <laughs> yeah, on. When exactly. I'm giant sunglasses. And also, like, the thing is, you know, going back to the quality versus cheap, I mean, when you're not working with high-quality fabrics that sit well with your body, mm. there's nothing like that cheap kind of poly blend, yeah. non-wrinkle shit that's so popular right mm. now. That shit will just rest upon you. Oh. It will rest upon yeah. your ass. Mm. It will rest upon your breast. And then like suddenly you're just like trying on clothes, thank you three-way mirror, and you realize there's just fabric resting yeah. on you. Yeah. And it's like, and like, oh. Well, and then not only resting on you, but then kind of like finding a to dig into where oh, it's yeah. just like oh I'm not gonna like hang beautifully I'm going to hang lumpily mm-hmm. and cling to like the rolls yeah and and my big thing is um like when I try on something and it's like you know what we re- this outfit is just screaming the, we want the world to know you have a belly button. It's so important to the world that they know you have a belly button. So the size I just, and shape of your belly button is very important. So important. So I hate when I try on things and I have the belly button moment and I'm just like, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just, it makes me full of self-loathing. Yeah. Well, and then not only that. Okay, so you hate yourself um, already. You're like really tired of looking at all the ways in which you have veins and fat. But then also, it's like 100 degrees in every dressing room. Yes. And so then you're mad because you're hot. And you're sweating. Oh, my God. And well, you cannot first of think all, clearly. You can't think clearly because you're hot. Mm-hmm. You're sweating. And there is nothing in the world like trying to get out of a dress that is too fucking small when you are sweaty, red in the face. Maybe you're getting hives because you're stressed. And you just look at yourself. You face yourself in the mirror and you're like, how does anyone buy anything? Yeah. Seriously. Ever? I do wonder that a lot. Like, how do people go into stores and actually come away purchasing something? Yeah. Like, it's a miracle. Have you ever busted a zipper or popped a button? Yes. Oh, 100% yeah. Me too. done that. Yeah. And Isn't it, like, the worst feeling? Yes. And you're just like, and, I've all, and I always think, well, I hope, I'll have to put this back and hopefully they won't make me pay for it. Yeah, seriously. And then you feel like, okay, I'm too big for everything. Like, mm-hmm. I've broken things now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fit in any clothes. And then sizings are all over the place. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, you could be comfortably a medium in one store and then you need, like, an XXL in another store. Yeah. And it's just, or, like, let's not even go into the freaking number system. Oh, it's so What is strange. a double zero? What is a... Seven. Yeah. They change from store to store. And I and people have told me, oh, well, that's vanity sizing. And I'm like, you know what? If it zips, that's vanity sizing. <laughs> like, if it fucking fits me. I mean, and it's just, it. I don't understand the number system. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm still a slave to it. I just had a conversation today with a coworker um, about this and just kind of this idea that you're, you're one size in one store and then you're another size yeah. in another and you truly don't know what size you are. And that makes online shopping even more complicated. Yes, that makes it very difficult. Because you're like, well, I don't know. Are these like, you know, this company sizes or that company sizes? And I mm-hmm. think it's funny now because I've noticed like um, certain places like you shop like Zara or one of these like major retail kind mm-hmm. of stores when they're trying to help you find your size, they'll say, well, what size do you wear in one of these brands? Oh. And I'm like, do you bitches have an equation? Yeah. Like, maybe. let me in on it. Just tell me. Uh, yeah, I would just want to know my size. I just want to truly know my size. Well, that's why, like, I stopped shopping by size when I go into stores and I just hold things up and look at, like, that's smart. If, what I think it will it fit me or not. And then a lot of the time, I like to wear things a little oversized anyway mm-hmm. because that's just how I like it. So, yeah, I just don't even look at the size. But that does not mean that I don't get, like, kind of hurt and sad when like my pants size that I picked up without looking at the size 
is a lot larger than I would have guessed for myself. Yeah. So, you know, I mean. Oh, 100%. I, and then, like, it's funny because sometimes I'll get a size and think, huh, well, this is going to swallow me. I mean, but it's the only size they have. And then I can't fucking zip it. I have 100% had that experience recently. And it's just like, well, chickens have come home to roost, cheeseburger. Like, here we go, donuts. And then I start doing that yep. thing, which I hate. Yep. Which is like food shaming myself yep. and being like, and just being so mean to myself. Because And it's like, you know what? I should be being so nice to me. Because if you told me, you're like, Danielle, I just tried on like three dresses. I'm sweaty. I'm hot. Like I couldn't get them zipped. Yeah. And I'm really depressed about my body now. Yeah. And then I I would not be to you like, well, Lily, maybe you shouldn't eat those fucking hamburgers. You know what I mean? I would exactly. be like, honey, stop. Let's go like get something cool to yeah, drink. Like need you need a breather. Air. Yeah. That's yeah. not real life. Get, let's get away from there. Totally. But when you're alone or I mean, Ugh. not you, the proverbial you, you yeah. know, me. Yeah. I spiral. Oh, totally. And then it becomes, I'm a bad person. Mm -hmm. I eat too much. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to have this experience. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone like me, <laughs> there's nothing more detestable than when you're having those low moments and you're walking out of the mall and you smell the waffle cones from the ice cream place <laughs> and, and you're you really like, want them. and I'm like, you know what? I'm having a rough moment here. Maybe I should just have some fucking ice cream. And it's like, no fat ass. That's how you got. And it's just, it becomes this. Yeah. The internal uh, the talk is so horrible. I mean, that's what I'm saying though. That's why shopping is so like such a hard thing to do for me and for people uh, where it's just the convergence of all of those things. So monetary worth, body image and self-worth, like whether or not you deserve to have nice things, yeah. like treating yourself. And then I start to do this thing too, where I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to kind of like treat myself. I don't need anything, but mm -hmm. like, I kind of need a little like self-esteem boost, which is, I don't know why I went shopping for that, but it, <laughs> it was just like, you know, I want to like find a shirt that like makes me feel like powerful and whatever. Yeah. And then when you do find that or whatever, then you found the thing that you were looking for. It looks pretty good on you, but there's always got to be something, right? So then it's yeah. like, I don't really make enough money to like be shopping like this. Like yeah. I should only buy things that I actually need. Or right. like when I, like now I should be like replacing something else in my closet with this. I shouldn't be adding to my closet. Because yeah. then also, oh, don't get me started on my hoarding shame. So like, <laughs> then it's also like, you're just getting more stuff. And like, you've had so many panic attacks about how many things that you own. And like, why your closet is full of just stuff that you don't wear. Yeah. Like but you all have... of that stuff just like builds and builds and builds and builds. Yes. It's a it... miracle we buy anything at all. I know. And you know what it is? I mean, it's that clothing is such an extension of your identity, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if you want to change something or you want to feel a little confident, it's like yeah. wear something new. So for example, this weekend, just some self-disclosure about us, uh, we're going with a group of friends to um the magic castle yes. in los angeles and there is a dress code for ladies and men mm -hmm. and ju this is just the difference between my husband and i so i mean one of many but when it comes to clothing shopping identity etc um so i'm trying to be mindful of money so i'm not going to buy anything new so over the weekend i pulled out this black dress that I'm like, I, this is what I'm going to wear. I tried it on. It's a little more snug than I'd like, but I'm like, oh, fuck it. A couple glasses of champagne and I'm going to feel like a million bucks. And I'm with friends. It doesn't matter. And so I said to him, I was like, what are you going to wear? And he was like, oh, I'll just wear my suit. And I was like, do you want to try it on? He's like, yeah, I'll try it on at some point. And I was just like, and I didn't want to ask him the question because I felt like it was almost like, leading the witness uh -huh. because I was like, I was going to say, does it fit? Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But like his mind wasn't there. So I'm like, why rattle him with whatever's All going right. on upstairs? Because if it doesn't fit, he'll figure out, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, but his mind didn't immediately go to his body and like, no, yeah. well, it's like the time when we, after we got married and we both got really cute and fat and happy mm -hmm. um and you know i use the term fat loosely but like you know we were happy and we were eating what we wanted and drinking when we wanted and it was a really good time and um he pulled his, his suit out that he had worn since before we were married and um, i just remember him putting it on and saying this shrunk 
<laughs> and honestly, that. I love that. And sincerely. <laughs> That's so awesome. And I said, well, and I'm again, I'm playing devil's advocate and I'm like thinking to myself, oh my God, that look at this motherfucker. And so I say, oh, did we bring it to a cleaner? And he goes, we must have, because like, this is just, but I'm like to be. That's so much more healthy though. It's so much more healthy. And I'm like, because I mean, I would have pulled it out, laid an eyeball on it and been like, well, good luck fitting into, you know what I mean? And I was just so amazed at like the difference, but it's Mm. still that way. We're just very, you know, I'm like, oh, I better try on my dress to see. You know, and yeah. he's kind of like, oh, maybe the suit will fit. Maybe it won't. I'll figure it out. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, it would be interesting to hear from other genders about their shopping experiences and, like, what it's like for them and how, like, they think about, you know, that. I mean, I, I do want to, like, acknowledge and recognize that, like, I cannot imagine being non-binary and, and having shopping oh. situations. It must just be... Like, talk about shame, just, like, because you've already got, like, a body dysmorphia thing in many cases, and, like, you know, then, like, everything is sectioned, too, like, by gender. So, like, the women's section. I mean, and I've experienced, like, uncomfortable moments, like, shopping in men's sections Mm -hmm. where, like, because I love to wear men's shirts, and sometimes I wish I could wear men's shorts because they're longer, Mm. and (laughs) I hate, you know, my upper thigh situation, and all women's shorts seem to be, like, teeny and tiny. Um, anywho, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, I just think that it must be so like, and then also just like all, there's so many stores where the dressing rooms are gendered and it must just be so daunting. Yeah. And they're probably like, thank God for online shopping. But at the same time, you know, people who do enjoy like going Going out to to physical stores and shopping. And also online shopping doesn't work for anyone. I mean, and everyone. I was going to say it doesn't work for anyone, but I mean, (laughs) it might not work for anyone really when you get down to brass tacks. I mean, you know, self-disclosure for you and your wife. When I got here, your wife was saying she's sending something back she ordered online. Oh, yeah. And I from mean, the men's section in J. Crew because it's not an extra small, and so it won't fit her. <laughs> yeah. So it's like there's one thing when you look at it online, but then there are people who they have different body types. We all have different body types. I mean, my tits are a whole thing, and then, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a white woman's ass, which means it's it's uh, the lack thereof of an ass. <laughs> There's something where an ass should be. Um, it's just called negative space. So, like, I've, I'm almost two different sizes. Yeah, I'm definitely two different sizes because, like, my lower half is much bigger. I have really small rib cage and I have really small shoulders, mm. but, like, my butt and hip area does not coincide with, like, my shoulder width for instance and so it's a very I've just gotten really good at studying like the shapes of certain clothes that look good on me Mm -hmm. and then I will just obsessively look at all of the pictures of things that I'm buying and I only buy things online that I know are a shape that I've worn before and that like I can like like. and I can order a little bit bigger if I need to and like I usually so you know what works for you I mean only with certain shapes yeah like trying anything new or like getting outside of like my comfort zone box or whatever. Yeah. No, not very often. I still haven't figured out what works for me. The day that I figure out the style and shape that works for me is going to be a very exciting day. Yeah. Occasionally I'll think I'm onto it and I'll be like, this is it. I found it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not yet. I mean, that's why you need a tan France in your life. I know. I we do. should all just have a personal shopper moment for like one go around where they can be like, these are the types of and shapes that you should go after. Right. This is what's going to make you look whatever you want, like longer in the legs or shorter in the torso or vice versa. Yeah. And then there's the other thing. It's just about feeling confident. And a lot of times, like I have a larger bust and a lot of times with personal stylists on television and articles that I've read it's like really enhance your bust play up your bust Uh like show cleavage and I wouldn't be confident like that's just not me you Mm -hmm. know so like and sometimes I feel like I have a handful of tops where I'm like okay I bought it on a whim like now I'm sexy Mm -hmm. you know and then like anytime I try to put it on like let my fucking cleavage out I'm just never comfortable the whole night I'm like tugging and pulling and it's just you know yeah I've bought you know things in the past where I've just think I'm having like a confident moment or mm-hmm. whatever and I'm like oh yeah I could totally rock that I'm gonna buy it and then for whatever reason I just never actually feel good in it and you know it's usually it's something like 
I'm definitely gonna wear this crop top, but with a high-waisted pair of pants. But then I like end up buying all these pieces where I'm like, it needs another very specific piece to go with yes. it. And so like if that piece is dirty or if I just wore it with something else and I don't feel like wearing those pants again, then it's like, then I can't wear this other thing. So then I just have all these pieces yeah. that are like dependent on Dependent on, and also I love when I buy the things that are dependent on the non-existent piece that I've yet to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when I'm yeah. just like, well, when I get that loose, perfectly fitting black spaghetti strap tank top that works with my bra that I've been looking for for 27 years now. <laughs> this outfit's really going to come really together. It's really going to come together. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a whole thing. And it's, it's so much of shopping is, it's aspirational and it has to do with you know kind of your socioeconomic status and your gender um and your self-identity and it's just it brings up so much and then there's the judgment piece i mean because self-judgment and then judgment of others too the people in the store like have you ever had a moment sorry not to derail that but like where you go to try something on and you can feel the person helping you kind of like judging your choice. Oh, or when they lie to you. When they bold face lie to you. Like, the, you look great. Oh, I hate that shit. I'm even like stepping out of the dressing room. I fear that they'll see me because I don't want them to weigh in. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a same. shit same, whether same, or not same. they're like... Oh, honey, that yeah. is the cut for you. Or like, Ugh. you might want to try that in a size up because I like, you know, it's like, exactly. it's like, don't fucking weigh in. I just don't like to be talked to when I'm shopping at all. And it's mostly because I just feel like so uncomfortable. And so like when dressing room attendants are like too attentive, I get like really uncomfortable. And especially if they like knock on your door and they're like, can I get you another size? Ugh. And you're like, yeah, I need like three sizes bigger than this door. sad piece that I thought that I could fit into, yeah. but I am not going to ask you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need another size? Yeah. It turns out I'm going to need like a much bigger boat <laughs> yeah. than the one that I'm in. But you know, what's weird about that is I don't like the salesy, clerky people, but I really love when women in fitting rooms interact. That are shopping. Yeah. And yeah. I, I enjoy that. I, I've had some great moments with other women where we're kind of sharing the three-way mirror. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know about this girl. And I'm just like, no, I like the color on you. Or I'm like, what don't you like about it? Or you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I've been that person shopping alone. I mean, I've never interacted with a stranger and said, what do you think about this? Because normally I'm already so in my head about yeah, everything that I've already... Yeah, my personality. Yeah. I, don't, I would never do that. Yeah, but I love it when people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you need support. Like, mm-hmm. you need a support person. Like, yeah. let me be that for well, you. Well, sometimes too, though, like when you're shopping alone, you do kind of wish that you just had a sounding board. But yes. yeah, you don't trust the sales clerks. Usually I don't. Clerks, is that what we call them? I don't know. The people who work at the store. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, like, I just, like, want to just take a picture and send it to somebody and be like, what, what? Like, I can't tell. Like, please tell me the honest fucking truth about this item. And sometimes I do that. Like, with you and Justin, Mm -hmm. our our darling friend Justin, I will send, especially if I'm thrift shopping and it's something super Mm avant-garde, like the time I bought that crazy orange Calvin Klein coat. That was like super mod and angular, and I was like, "Am I crazy or is this good?" And you were both like, "It's good." Yeah, Yeah, but you need a sounding board sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but then again, too, I don't love shopping with other people, and I think it's because of like taking risks in front of somebody else, especially if they know you. Mm. In terms of just like kind of like trying something on just to try it, can kind of feel a little bit strange. Where they're like, "What?" is she doing and i like shopping with people like i actually really not for myself as much as like for them oh yeah you know what like i always like when you and i go shopping especially when we're traveling Mm because we're in like we're we're on vacation and we're in travel mode yeah and you're just like i don't know what about this and it's something that's like really out of character and i get to be like where do you think you'll wear it and kind of like you know but then i also love shopping with my sister because she to this day, we share a fitting room. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's just always the most fun because we wind up laughing and it becomes this enjoyable thing where there's a lot of self-deprecation, which is par for the course right. for my for my family. And- but then it kind of helps share that too, where like, I mean, I, it definitely needs to get out of this habit, but it is just like, 
where you can share and like, oh gosh, I've gained so much weight or like, I feel so fat right now or like whatever. And somebody else is just like, oh, me too. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know why like that. It, it makes you feel a little bit better, but yeah. like, I don't know. It, yeah. At least you're not just alone with like yeah, all with of these your like, circulating dark yeah. thoughts. And it's like, it's kind of nice in that same way. Like, you know, the goal of the podcast in a way, like to share in it and to see somebody else go through it and, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to be gentle with them. And it almost kind of makes you in a way want to be more gentle with yourself. Like, you know, one time I went swimsuit shopping with my sister and like we at the end were laughing and like neither of us left with a swimsuit, but it mm -hmm. was like a, um, one of these like, um, discount stores or whatever. So all the swimsuits were like wonky and it's hard to find a swimsuit anyway. But when we left, I remember we were like, I'm so glad we did that together. You know, it just yeah. made all the difference in the world. Totally. Oh yeah. Especially with swimsuits. Oh, oh that's, that's a, a whole, whole other, episode. Yeah. Wow. Bra- um, like undergarments, yeah. swimsuits. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a whole thing. And I just, you know, I, I want to acknowledge like, you know, a lot of what we talked about today again, like, comes from a place of two middle-class white women. Able-bodied. Able-bodied with like a very narrow version of what a shopping experience is. And I am sure that, you know, this is a dream for many people listening and they're like, oh God, I wish, you know, I wish that were my struggle. Yeah, like nobody's following us around the store assuming we're going to steal things, you know, or... Yeah, or like you brought up earlier, like people who are like, I want to try on um, this suit in the men's section, and they're telling me I have to try it on in the women's dressing room. room. Yeah, Mm -hmm. shopping is hell. Let's just say that. And I don't know how any of us ever buy anything, honestly. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, though, it's just, it's something that we should remind ourselves when we're going shopping, like... Be kind to yourself because at the end of it, you're buying yourself something. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole point is that you're getting something, like, nice for yourself or a necessity for yourself. Yeah. And, like, it should be a joyous thing, you yeah. know, instead of it letting it, like, creep into all of your insecurities and, you know, and then not even really being able to, like, love the experience and, like, right be happy about the thing that you purchased you know it it becomes burdensome yeah and and then you just feel guilt about like owning something and it's like yeah let's make let's make a a pact to try to be nicer to ourselves and be mindful of that you know right before we walk into a fitting room especially yeah just you know i yeah let's i mean if the one thing i would say is you know i was telling lily about this uh when i was in New York on vacation recently, Ari, Ari, I don't know how to, the American Eagle uh, lingerie swim oh, folks, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how to say it, I but like, um, but you can advertise with us, Ari, Ari, um, <laughs> so just let us know, but they, they have um, bigger bus sizes, and so I went in, and surprisingly, I found some things that, that fit, like bralettes, and I was very excited, and when I went into the fitting room, they had um, this kind of mesh curtain in front of the mirror, and I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and before I read it, and it said uh, something to the effect of, before you like what's on the outside, you have to like what's on the inside. Mm. And I've got to tell you something. It made a big difference. That's a really lovely reminder, especially in those moments. That is somebody who has thought about the hardest thing is being in this dressing room and facing yourself, especially when yeah. trying on something that, you know, you're like putting your boobs in and trying yeah. to feel like confident right. and like sexy. Large and parts and of like, your body are exposed yeah, in a lot yeah, of the stuff yeah. they sell. That yeah. is a, that's a really thoughtful uh thing it I made a difference awesome. yeah I little a, things like that can totally make a difference I totally I took a photo of it and I was just like good on you I mean good on you I hope I hope that you sell more because of this even mm. though I'm like I'm sure that's what the tactic is because <laughs> at my core I'm like everybody's an evil capitalist <laughs> but like there's part of me that wants to believe that there is on some level they're like hey you're being vulnerable yeah. You're you're in an experience that let's just face it most people don't enjoy. Yeah. So just be gentle with yourself. Yeah. That is a very good reminder and uh maybe we should 
print it out on a card or something and take it with us the next time we go shopping. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring like my own piece of paper, like a little sticky note that <laughs> yeah, I stick yeah, yeah. to the mirror. Like just as a rem- I mean, it's totally not a terrible idea. No. I mean, if you're somebody who struggles with that and you yeah. really do spiral. Have when some you're- words of affirmation that you can put up 100%. on that dressing room mirror. Bring your, bring your own sticky notes. Yeah. I'm tempted to try it next time. I wonder if it'll be like, you know, there's one that I use for myself that, because I can be pretty self-negative and critical, and it's something my husband says to me that's just really kind, and if we're getting ready to leave the house, and I'm like, oh, I'm so fat, I'm like a water buffalo in this dress or whatever, and I say it trying to make him laugh and like kind of, you know, and then he'll say, don't be mean to that woman, I love her, mm. you know, yeah. and like it's really changed things for me, so I try to have that attitude with myself. Yeah. And it's the sticky note thing, like, don't be mean to that woman. You yeah. love her. Yeah. You know, she, she meaning you, yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you are your own engine. And exactly. you got to love yourself. Totally. And like, whatever your finances are, or your body's doing or whatever, it doesn't have anything to do with you and your worth as a person. Not at like, all. It doesn't have anything to do with that. So I think that that's another thing to just like try to tell yourself and keep in mind and I think you make a really good point where it's like try to imagine yourself saying those things to a loved one or a friend would you ever be that mean to anybody else like never you would love someone in that moment and the reason that you would is because it's a shared experience and we all whatever it is have our own demons with self-image and identity and this perceived kind of social societal norm of what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to look like and never is that more daunting than when you've been staring at those images in a store because they're everywhere around you on the models and the mannequins and then you go into the fitting room and you're like well I don't look like any of this and then like I am wrong I am broken all of Mm -hmm. these thoughts start to circulate or even walking around a mall and just seeing like people with bags and bags and bags of like stuff from like expensive places and you're just like what am I doing wrong in my life? I'm always <laughs> like, just like... I no, I don't think I would really shop that way because it's just not in my nature. But like I... I don't have the wherewithal. Can't. I like yeah, literally yeah. can't do it yeah, because I, I do not have the money. Yeah. <laughs> like, if everything's like, it's 90% off day at the mall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, I'm going to I'm gonna go for broke. But like... So then you're just like, also that's another thing, just like comparing yourself to the other people who are shopping around you and like, it's so yeah. hard to not do that and to just say like, hey, like I am an individual person and I am worthy of so much. I am just going to treat myself to something nice and that's all there is to it. Yeah. And whether the nice thing you wind up getting at the mall or the whatever is the dress that you picked out or it's the fucking delicious ass waffle, waffle cone <laughs> that is pistachio ice cream because that's always what I'm craving when I leave so the good. mall. Um, whatever it is that you've treated yourself to, yeah. you've earned it just by virtue of being yourself and fighting every fucking day. So yeah, be nice to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to try to do it too. Yeah, I might try the sticky note thing. Yeah, I think it's not a bad idea. Yeah, so if you if you wind up doing stickies or have suggestions or... Yeah, what's you, your shopping coping method? Yeah, shopping coping. Please let yeah. us know. Hashtag shopping coping. Yeah, shopping coping. Alcohol is a famous one. But then I get home and I'm just like, what the hell? So it's not always <laughs> the best. shopping can also lead to some weird yes. issues. I, I have refrained from it because it also leads to... Now I have to return this. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. not always the best. No. But um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And good luck out there shopping and be nice to yourself. Yeah. Be nice to yourselves. And um, if you want to do some selfies, um, uh, your shopping shame selfies, uh, I want to see them. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to see that because we can all relate. 100%. <laughs> and we'll drop some stuff on the Instagram this week. Um just to kind of get you motivated. Maybe I'll find some fun quotes or something for stickies and we can put that up. Awesome. Okay. All right. You can find us um, on the World Wide Web (laughs) at uh, shamepod.com or on social media. At shamepod. At shamepod. Take good care of yourself. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.